Well, hello everyone, and welcome to the first RiceCast of 2020. Here we are. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Hope everyone. Uh, hope you had a great holiday, and everyone listening. And uh, uh, it, uh, we we certainly did. It was a great time at Calvary, and Cheryl and I were able to take a few days after the holiday, and uh, so uh, to rest. We have our anniversary right That's after right. Christmas. So um, uh, it's been a great time, and uh, now we're all back in the swing of 2020. Here we go. We're off and running. Off and running. What anniversary was this for you guys? This was a 30, oh gosh, uh, it was 84, so 35. Yeah, I knew it was a good 35. one. 35. Yep, yep, big one, and um, 35 years. That's the diamond anniversary, I believe. Is that? I don't know. you got to get Cheryl a big diamond. Well, that didn't happen. Uh, <laughs> I, I, we, we did pearls this year. I got some pearls, I thought, which uh, she wanted. So, uh, But, uh, no, I, I don't I don't know. Isn't that the 50th one, the diamond anniversary? I was just trying to help Cheryl okay, out. I'm yeah, going to be honest with you. Really I'm trying to earn brownie points <laughs> through the podcast. They're all diamond They're anniversaries. All, there yes. we go. There we go. Well, this is... This is the RiceCast. Uh, my name is Anthony Russo. We are in Clearwater, Florida at Calvary Church. I am here with Dr. Pastor Willie Rice. Good to be here. I w- I've not chosen a preferred title for you okay, yet. Okay, so you just use them all. Just Dr. Pastor. I want everyone to know. At least you're not throwing Reverend in there. Rev. Yeah, yeah, Dr. The, Pastor is good. The Rev. <laughs> uh, we are. We're kicking off 2020. Uh, I, I, I want to dr- address real quick before we get going, but because it's in front of us, we have LSU taking on... Clemson. Clemson. Who yeah. do you got? Uh, uh, the uh, by the way, the Florida Gators did win the Orange Bowl, so that's that's that made me happy. They did, uh, but they are not in the national championship as we know. Uh, but uh, LSU Clemson should be a great game. Uh, both teams so explosive, great quarterbacks, great coaches. Neither team has lost a game all year. Uh, they are really both very, very good teams. I think uh, LSU is favored by a couple of points. I would tend to pick LSU by a by a smidgen. Mm. Uh, I don't. I know that I have any rooting interest one way or the other. You know, I like. You know, we we have rivals with with LSU. Uh, Florida does, uh, but uh, you know, it, 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 I, I guess I'm picking LSU by a smidgen. Okay. All right. But well, I, it's going to be a great game. Won't surprise me either way. I'm I'm got Clemson. Okay, I got Clemson because I think Trevor Lawrence is a Christian, so (laughs) I'm supporting my brother. There you go, and I'm going to tell him that you're rooting against him. (laughs) I tell you this: I admire about Clemson. All seriousness, they have a great culture. Dabo Sweeney is I is a very strong Mm -hmm. believer. He's very been outspoken about his faith. I do love that, and uh, uh, and and uh, you know Trevor Lawrence is a great guy. And I'm sure they're great guys on the LSU team also. Uh, but uh, they have a great culture, and so uh, it, it'll be fun to watch. I just wish it weren't – this is my own personal pet peeve, which since this is yeah, this my is the podcast, time. I can use it, right? Uh, they put the games on so late. I'm not a late-night person. And they kick off at like 8-something, and they go to after midnight. Right. And it, it really gets on my nerves. I wish they would start it at yeah. 6 in the evening or something. But, did you make it to midnight on New Year's Eve? Uh, I did not. You didn't I, I'm not a late night in. person. I, I just we don't we've Cheryl and I have talked about this. I kind of think New Year's Eve is is overrated, and and people try to stay up and and you know. So we had our grandkids over our house, and we were we did a little party with them. Oh, so that's that their awesome. parents could go out, and we bought little hats, and they tooted their horns and went to bed at nine fifteen. It, it was beautiful. <laughs> there is something I totally agree with you. I I New Year's Eve has a weird it feels like you should be doing a lot of really fun stuff to ring it in and then what do you do 
And it's also kind of funny because everyone starts the new year with resolutions, and yet they kick off their first day on a bad night of sleep. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> like, I got all these plans. Oh, 2020's my yeah, year. Yeah, uh, love New Year's Day just to be able to rest and put things away, get Christmas put away. That's and, true. Uh, uh, and get ready to go. So anyway, uh, it's been a great holiday season and a great holiday season at Calvary and a great opportunity for me to say thank you to hundreds of volunteers who served over Christmas Eve, the Christmas services, beautiful time at Calvary. And thank you for all of you who helped make it a special time. Yeah, I did uh, Christmas Eve at Seminole campus okay. this year. So Good. shout out to Matt and Pastor Tom and the team over there. It was it was a great, uh, sweet time. Good. They do a great, uh, great job at our Seminole campus for sure. Yeah, that was really fun. But we are going to get into it the, today. Uh, I mentioned a little earlier, start of the new year, people have resolutions. They got resolutions. We're we're start. We started a new series this weekend, uh, which bears mentioning mm-hmm. um, from the Old Testament book of Nehemiah. Yeah, it was a great start. You know, just felt great. A lot of good responses to the message, and we're going to be teaching for a couple of weeks out of Nehemiah, and it's just a great book uh, about leadership, about hope, about rebuilding, and so many really good practical life lessons uh, in the book of Nehemiah, and so uh, really had a great, great crowd Sunday at Calvary, and look forward to having uh, uh, continued momentum as we go into this new year. Yeah, it was. It was, there was a lot of people here, and um, it kind of got me thinking one of the things I want to talk about today because you do get a lot of people plugging back into church at the new year. Uh, they want to get back into the church. Maybe they want to get their family back into the church. Yep. They want to make it a yep. priority. Um, so I just wanted to talk a little bit uh, maybe to people who set a spiritual resolution for 2020. Mm-hmm. As of the recording of this podcast, it is January 8th. So hopefully you're still going strong. Hopefully you've made it <laughs> eight days. On your resolution, whatever it is, but particularly in the spiritual, uh, if you have a spiritual goal for this year, maybe it's to read the Bible more, maybe it is to plug back into a church, maybe it's to plug back into a, a small group, maybe it's to serve. There's a lot of good good aspirations for 2020, right, but right. just maybe some tips on how you can stay faithful through through the year, because it's fresh right now, you're eight days in, but you know, it's... 300 and some odd days to go. Yeah, a lot, and some people are already are tired, you know, but uh, I like resolutions. I think it's good to resolve to do things. I think you're always wanting to be growing. You always want to be changing. That means you want to be changing, and none of us are there yet, so we are working on our sanctification. God is working on us, and, uh, you know, we're wanting to grow and be more like Christ. And uh, so it's a good thing to resolve to do more, to do this or something different than we have done. And uh, I think people only really think about resolutions in a very general way, typically. It's kind of like they sit back and wish things were a little different, mm. you know, like I want to lose weight, but if you, you know, but the three days in, you're, you're back, you know, doing what you always did before, which means you're going to get the same results you got before. And I think for resolutions to become dynamic, they, they have to be specific. You, mm. you can't just be a general thing of, I want to lose weight. It's got to be, I want to lose 10 pounds, and, and I'm going to adjust in this way. And then I think it's making it realistic also. It's people, uh, you know, just kind of having these huge, wild aspirations that are not sustainable. That gets us discouraged, and we quit, and we get discouraged. Mm. Um, or we get discouraged and quit. Um can't get discouraged twice. You get discouraged and you then quit. Um, So I I, I think uh, what I would say when it comes to spiritual things, I think, by the way, there are a number of areas in our life, like, you know, our health, like our finances, like our family, 
We ought to be thinking about something in all those areas. But I would encourage people, instead of coming up with seven things I want to do, come up with just one, you know, mm-hmm. come up with one that you can move the ball in this way and in this area. And when it comes, you mentioned spiritual resolutions. Sure, we, we all can go further and deeper in our walk with God. We should want to. And um, so uh, there, there ought to be some spiritual commitments we're making. And I would just view January kind of, you know, you just don't make those resolves on New Year's Day. You're not mm-hmm. even thinking clearly on New Year's Day. But this, let this first month of the year be an entire time for you to really think through, okay, what can I do this year that allows me to go deeper in my walk with God? Hmm. I think another thing that's, that's encouraging, too, is um, I know you do this a lot uh, leading the staff here, but it's, it's seeing, you know, what is that goal for this year? But maybe laying that in the context of where does that goal fit in the bigger picture? Mm-hmm. Where would I like to be in five years yeah. from now? And how can this year be instrumental to me getting there? And I say that because it's it's good to keep that stuff in mind. You, one of your points from this weekend was to, to keep the big picture yeah. in focus. And I'm going to tell you a personal story. I'm going to be vulnerable with the rice okay. cast right Very now. Good. Two years ago, I committed to running. That was my New Year's resolution. And the only thing I did that year was I bought a pair of shoes. <laughs> <laughs> I bought running shoes. I bought, they weren't even that good. Okay. They were okay. They were better than the ones I had. And then last year, I ran a little bit. Okay. I was running a little bit. I've not, there's probably runners listening to the podcast. So don't call me out they're, because they're, I'm not, I'm not a, I'm not a real runner. Uh, but I'd put the kids in the stroller and I'd run a little bit around the, the park that I can get to from our house. And it, I just say that as a, uh, as an encouragement of, you know, overall, what was my goal was I was out of high school. Uh, I've been out of high school for several years now. Let me let me make that very clear. Um, but I, it's it's harder for me to find ways to stay in shape. Right, I got to right. build it into my routine, and it's taken a while. It's taken a while to find what is going to work. Um, so that's that's my that's that's kind well, of a, an encouragement. There's a great leadership lesson, which is we tend to overestimate what we can do in a year, and underestimate what we can do in ten years. Mm. And uh, so sometimes in, in the changes we want to make in our life, we've got these big goals that we want, and we want it now. You know, we want it this year. And we overestimate what we can do in a year, but we underestimate what can be done in five years or 10 years if we just continue to take the right steps in the right direction. So people should not, when they have uh, resolutions, when they have you know, decisions they're trying to make to improve health or money or relationships or, or, or their relationship with God, um, don't, don't get discouraged. This is, you're moving in the right direction. Set some goals that are attainable. And, and you brought up a very, and, and then pursue them. You brought up a very, very good uh, thing, which would be a longer podcast, but how we talk about vision among our staff, which is we talk, we kind of alternate between you know, the background and the foreground between mm. what you look at when you see on the horizon in 10 years versus what you can do in the next 90 days. And, and, uh, and then we have, you know, a three year and a one year because you're, you, you can see on different levels all at one time. So I do think when you really think about the direction of your life, there ought to be that kind of long-term horizontal goal that you stand up on your tippy toes and you really can't see it with clarity, but this is what I want God to do. This is what I'm hoping to do for God and kind of a 10-year vision. But then you pull that down and say, okay, what does that look like in the next year? Hmm. I I can't accomplish all of that. That isn't likely to all happen at once, but I can can move in that direction. And uh, and so let's bring it home spiritually. If I want to grow in my relationship with God, and all of us should want to, mm-hmm. okay, what does that mean now? 
what's a few simple, specific steps I can take to help me grow in intimacy toward God? And I think it's important to remember and to keep in mind that nothing, 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 trajectory-wise, goes up and to the right, undaunted, no. forever. No. So when you pursue something like that, which is a very, which is a goal, a good goal, a noble pursuit, know that this doesn't just go up and up and up right. and, and, and tomorrow, you know, praying is easier. And it's so, no. it's, there's so much free time for you to do your Bible plan, to read the Bible in a year. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, boy, oh boy, yeah. I'm just in my small group, I'm volunteer. I went from zero to a hundred because every day I just, there's going to be. Yeah, we all know how this goes. You kind of start out with a euphoria and a joy and, and, and then it gets hard. And then it gets hard to keep the diet. It gets hard to save the money. It gets hard to show up at church. It gets hard to read your Bible. It gets hard. Mm. And it, then you do it, and it's not even any fun at all. And you're, you're thinking, why did I even want to do this? this? I don't see any value in this. And that's when you quit if you don't see the big picture in mind. You know, that's why the big picture is huge. Because you know what? Every time you show up at church, it isn't like a massive spiritual revival. Every time I said to this to this staff yesterday, every time you every meal you eat is in a banquet. Okay? I mean, I had oatmeal for breakfast. I mean, nothing really exciting about right. that. No no one gets, you know, I don't wake up in the morning and go, "Yes, I get to eat oatmeal today." It's it's not that much fun. But you do it and it still feeds me. Mm-hmm. I think of Bible reading is that way. And even church attendance that way. Not every day is a banquet. Some days I'm just reading. Some days I don't even understand everything I've read. Mm-hmm. Some days I even get frustrated with what I've read. Some days it didn't seem like it made any difference. If I look only at the short term, I'll get discouraged and quit. It's when I look at the big term and realize this habit, this habit I need in my life. This habit is going to draw me closer to God. This habit is putting me in a place where I'm spending time with God and listening to God's voice. So, yeah, maybe I read through the Bible right now or I read through a verse or whatever. Yeah, it didn't. It didn't really just rock my world. No rockets went off. No explosions in the air. That's okay. I'm mm-hmm. going to show up tomorrow and read it again. And if I've missed a day, that's okay. All right. I can't change yesterday, but I'm going to. I'm not going to give up because I see the big pictures. I need to draw closer to God, and there are a few disciplines that just help me do that. Yeah. Oh, it's so true. It's so good. I mean, if you're on your read your Bible reading plan, you know, again, you're eight days in. It's all so fresh. I mean, I just want it to sink in now. You're probably going to miss a day. Yep. There's going to—I yep. I feel so confident telling you this, listener, who I don't know. Of course you are. Yep. You're probably going to miss one of these days. Something's yep. going to happen. There's probably going to be a whole lot of things that happen that day. Yep. And I think it's just—it's it's so important, yeah, to really settle into those resolutions, to really let that resolve. And, yeah, and you're going you're gonna to miss a day. And then you're going to have a day where you go— why did I do this? Mm-hmm. You know, so many people start out wanting to read through the Bible. I do read through the Bible every year. Uh, well, when you get in Leviticus and you're reading about skin sores and, and ball heads and, and, and Careful. You, you know, mildew, yes, yeah. mildew on the walls. And, you know, you're like, what does this have to do with me today in 2020, these ancient Jewish laws? Mm-hmm. And, um, but I read through it every year, hmm. you know? Uh, and it makes the New Testament that much sweeter when I realize, okay, all of that sort of points to the hope that we have in Christ. But even when you don't understand it immediately, the habit, the discipline is what is needed in life. And that is true with anything. It's true with a diet. It's true with exercise. It's true with financial planning. 
the things that you need to do to get you where you want to go are sometimes difficult and unpleasant, and inevitably you will fail. But you must do them anyway. Mm. You know, my favorite definition of coaching is a guy who said, uh, my, you know, my, I'm a coach. That means I, I force you to do what you don't want to do today so you get to do what you want to do tomorrow. And I think disciplines are the same way. They force us to do what we sometimes don't want to do mm. in order that we can have what we really want to have in the future. So look at your relationship with God and realize that there are some disciplines like reading the Bible, uh, going to church, mm. that are just important. And, you know, we've talked about this over the last few months. Being a Christian is a lot more than going to church. I, I, I'll grant you that, but it's not less than that. Yeah. And we've grown up in a culture where people now just kind of almost minimize those disciplines. It, whatever being a Christian is, and I'm not suggesting it's ill-defined. It's not. It's very well-defined. But whatever being a Christian is, the following Christ, it at the very least, at the very least, is showing up every week together with the body of Christ, to worship Christ publicly, and to be taught from the Scriptures. It ain't less than that, I'll Mm. guarantee you. And I think that's really critical because sometimes uh, these resolutions can get really isolated, right? I want to pray more. I want to read my Bible more. I These are all just just exclusively personal goals. And as you mentioned earlier, so many good tips as to like set, you know, attainable kind of definable goals. I think that's another big one. If your, if your resolutions, if your goals are only isolated to you, you're the only one involved in them at all. There's no sort of connectivity. There's no sort of yeah. connective tissue in any of it. Um, I think you're a lot less likely to see that all the way through. Right. Whereas if you plug in, if you are plugged into a, a local church, which, yep. which we certainly, we can't, we can't over hype that. Um, when you do those things within those, um, within those communities, I think you're so much more likely to stick to that. Community growth. just makes it easier. That's why getting in a group, we're talking this month at Calvary a lot about group connect and making sure people get connected. It, those are the people who stick. Those are the people because relationships help you stick. Community helps you stick. It helps you keep coming back. And uh, when you when you come to a weekend and you go, I don't know, I didn't get anything out of that message last week. I don't know, I you know I, you know, you go, no, I'm being there because my f- people I care about are there, and people I'm friends with are there, and that's what gets you coming back. And then, wow, God spoke to you this week in a powerful way, or something happens. And, and even if you don't know what necessarily happens, God is still working. God is still teaching you. He's feeding you, just like that oatmeal. It's feeding you. It's giving you the strength. That's why you do it every day and every week. And I think that's uh, that kind of connectivity really can even help with what you're saying. You know, like sometimes you'll, I, not to put you on the spot or embarrass you, but, you know, there'll be moments where I'll read through a passage of Scripture and not not think a ton of it. Yeah. And then you'll preach a whole sermon out of that. Or yeah. you'll, you'll give a devotion out of that <laughs> same text. And you just think, like, wow, this is really, truly— I mean, if you read, boy, particularly the, the New and the Old Testament, but the, the Bible is just littered with togetherness. It's just littered with doing this all inside of community. So, if I, I, again, I just really—I think that's a, that's a point to stress, because if, if, if all of your— resolution to grow spiritually is inward focused. It's just, I want right. to read my Bible and pray. Great goals, by the way. You you should definitely aspire to those things. But understand that outside of being connected to the to the body yep. at large, I just think you're going to limit your own growth. Mm-hmm. It's it's going to be stunted at some point. Because as you just said, there'll be a passage doesn't hit you. You go, you come into a group, you look at that person and say, I, wow, you got that out of that. That's really great. There's no question that we are meant to be connected 
and that, uh, you know, if somebody were to ask me what is the most important resolution I can make, what is the most important decision I can make to improve my relationship with God, well, it's hard to know. There's several that are essential, and I'm assuming, again, a person has a relationship with God and, you know, knows Christ, but the first is connecting to your church. Honestly, if I just had to start with one, if I just had to start with one, that's where I would start hmm. because I think eventually you'd start getting the other ones. Show up at church. Again, the Christian life is more than that, but it ain't less than that. Hmm. So show up at church. Get in a group. And the next one in your, you know, is, is learn to read the Bible. Learn to have a personal time where you read the Bible on a regular basis. Um, everything else will flow out of that. Those, to me, are the, the number two. Because spiritual growth, and I've said this many times, people at Calvary have heard me say it. Spiritual growth can always be reduced to two things, being connected to God's people and being connected to God's Word. Hmm. It's as simple as that. You, you can make it more complex, but at the end of the day, you boil it down to people do not grow spiritually unless they are connected to God's people, relationships, and they are connected to God's Word, hmm. His revelation to us of Himself. You know, those are the irreducible minimums. Right. I would say, too, kind of maybe as a last thought, in the vein of a last thought anyway, the message this weekend you talked about having these goals that are um, maybe outside of yourself also, mm-hmm. like maybe looking at where God's moving and stepping into that, into into those places. And I think that that's a really encouraging. I would encourage everybody listening to consider that in 2020. What? Because I think there are two really underestimated things. Right now, I think society has leaned in the direction of you can kind of better yourself by yourself, which I, I to a certain degree, I, I certainly agree with. But I think you've got to see the world outside of yourself, mm-hmm. especially the, the, the body of believers. We've got to see outside of ourselves as frequently as we can. So as much as you can through serving, using your gifts, um, uh, you know, whether that's giving to an organization that you really believe in, again, this is stuff that's happening outside of you that you're, you're contributing to a greater cause. I think that's really critical. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And that, again, is why being connected people is so important. Mm-hmm. It's not just about you. The Christian is as important as Bible study and prayer is. The Christian life is not about a single person just reading the Bible and praying. You can't even obey the Bible if you're not in relationships with other people. There are over 54 commands in the New Testament that are, or maybe it is exactly 54, uh, commands in the New Testament that end with the phrase one another. Mm. You, you, you can't do those by just being in a room reading your Bible. Right. Uh, you you have to be in relationship with people. You have to be serving people. You have to be in fellowship with people. So, you know, if I just had to reduce it down to one thing you ought to do is just make the discipline in your life to be in church and be in public worship and be in community with other people at a minimum of once a week. And uh, that may sound old-fashioned. Somebody probably accused me of being legalistic. Well, you know what? We, we need some disciplines. Hmm. Resolutions require discipline. So, you know, I, I saw an average now that the average Christian in America attends church 1.3 times a month. That's a person who considers himself a regular attender. Mm. Well, that's why our discipleship is as sorry as it is. Um, you know, we used to go three times a week when I was a kid. Mm. We got carted to church. You know, nothing would be going on. We'd just go to church. You know, oh, we're going to church. What's going on? Nothing. Uh, I mean, now it's it's, you know, People come 1.3 times a month. Mm-hmm. And I'm not fussing at anybody. I, I, We love you. We're glad. If you're one of those people, God bless you. You were back this weekend. You were there over Christmas. It was, we're glad you're there. Yeah. But what my encouragement, just, just, just an encouragement, is, hey, that's a simple, specific discipline you can make in this year. 
And if I just could pick one, that one would be the one. Because I think if you do that, there are a lot of other things that will flow from it. Yeah, absolutely. And as you uh, as we progress through this year, know that here at the Rice Cast, we're pulling for you. Absolutely. We're pulling for you to keep those resolutions. Absolutely. And you know what? When you when you're on that Bible plan, this listener, whoever it is that's that's reading that Bible plan and misses one of those days, hey, it's okay. Just pick it up tomorrow. Absolutely. We're Just get up tomorrow. You miss a week at church. Okay, it's okay. Don't let it turn into two weeks right. or three weeks. You know, be here. So if you haven't been with us in a while, maybe you haven't been with us since Christmas, be here this weekend. Yeah. Uh, it's a great time. And and just build that discipline in your life. It'll be a good thing. Now, if you miss an episode of the podcast, really consider priorities. <laughs> because at that point, that's we need serious. to have a conversation. Okay, that's a serious deal. I can't. <laughs> you're going to have to make it up, certainly. I'm not going to allow you to fall behind the rest of the class. Uh, but yeah, that's uh, it, we're we're pulling for it. We love we love it. You said it. I, I'll echo it just here at the end. I love. I think it's so great. It, it's an encouraging time to me because it's great to see the aspirations of people. There's Absolutely. a there's a sweet human element of not giving up. Always always Keep can get it. better. And so we're pulling for you at the rice. Yep guys. yep. If you're new at the gym, fantastic. Keep, Good for you. I really. <laughs> Keep at I mean, God. It's so true because most people didn't even do that, and you're out there trying, and it's not easy. It's not easy to stay healthy. It's not easy to keep your finances in order. It is once you get disciplines in your life, but mm-hmm. boy, those disciplines are hard. And we all have areas that push us. We all have areas that challenge us. But know this, the most important part of your life is your relationship with God. Mm. It all flows out of that. So put God first and 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 begin by honoring him once a week and being in church and being with other Christians. That's, a, that's the best step you could take this year. Yeah. And I don't know who needs to hear this with the gym stuff, but that one machine you were confused by is confusing. Okay? Do not feel bad about that. Yeah. There's a couple of machines in there. You're going, what do I do with this? You don't know which yeah, yeah. part you're pulling, which part you're pushing. That's... We, I am with you, friend. It's not all clearly defined. Uh, but that's it for our first podcast of 2020. We'll see you guys next week. Absolutely. God bless.